face, don't be a sin If you're in your garden, you know that you can Yo, yo, twenty twenty two, baby. Happy, happy New Year. Uh, in the words of Aaron Lewis, the immortal bard Aaron Lewis of Stain. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Been a while. Uh, a lot's a lot's happened since last we got into the what'd you call it the bait cave. Uh, you've left the state. I did. I've slept in the woods. You slept in the woods. Slept out in the woods. Shit in the woods. Yeah, you got COVID. I got COVID. Everyone around me, except I, I. It's like I'm the sun, and and COVID is orbiting me as the planets. Uh, I'll say this about COVID: <clears throat> five out of five would recommend. <laughs> I so as a vaccinated person, um, and as a vaccinated person dealing with the Omicron variant. I'm guessing it was the Omicron variant. It was just a really mild little thing that lasted like a day and a half. Yeah. And I, then I felt better, but yeah. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to ride out the rest of the, you know, these 10 days. It happened right after my family left yeah. for Christmas after spending Christmas at our house. And, um, your thir- dad brought the DFW strain of Omicron with him. My dad did not get COVID nor did the rest of his family, but yeah, I, it was just a bunch of chilling. It was like, uh, Hey, well I should be at work, but I can't. Um, in the long, long ago before Omicron, uh, when I had the COVID, I overplayed Stardew Valley. I, I experienced everything you experience with Stardew Valley from, all right, this is cute, to this is my whole life now, to I'm done with this and I'll never play it ever again, all uh, over the course of my 14 or so days of COVID. Oh, that was paternity leave for me, bro. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was Stardew Valley paternity leave for me. Pater- I will always remember. Leave me alone, kid. I'm playing yeah. Stardew Valley. Yeah, yeah. If I work I, hard enough, I can get married and have a kid in this game. So, so yeah, I, I just remember like, kid. hey, do you want to hold the baby? And me like turning away from my like newly budding watermelon crops and being like, sure. <laughs> um, but this time was cool because Brooklyn was out of town. And it was just me and Ash and Ainey hanging out with our Christmas presents. And your COVID. And, and my gaming chair. Yeah, and my COVID. It, it infected Ash for a lot longer than me. But, yeah, I mean, three days uh, three days at home of just fucking chilling, fapping, cooking, playing video games. A little bit of sex. Yeah. See, that's... And if, if, if there's... She didn't really feel like having sex. Yeah, because she had COVID. That, hence the fapping. Yeah. Uh, Even if doesn't happen while she's at home. That's it, it, there's no better testimony for why you should get the vaccine, because it's either die alone in a hospital bed or a few days of happen and happen. You familiar with the Herman Cain Award on Reddit? Uh, yeah. Uh, I for those you, listeners, how do, you, how do that, you feel about the Herman Cain Award? I think it's amazing. Do you do you sometimes feel a little bit bad? Uh, no, I don't. I'm not saying they deserve to die. Correct. Uh, but like it's. There's so many of them that that so for the for the uninitiated into the Herman Cain Award, Herman Cain was a um, was a Republican senator that um, kind of denied COVID, was anti-vax, anti-mask, and then he turns around and ends up getting COVID and dying. So what the Herman Cain Award uh, consists of in posts on Reddit 
is people's usually Facebook post history over the course of several months or a year or whatever. Usually 10 or so screenshots of kind of their political climate and the drivel. Um, that it's they, every that, shitty meme that they that, post. Yeah, and that then they espouse. In between, it's their family being like, and, and, then, and then at the very end, yeah, um, it's like, oh well, he's in the. He's, yeah, sometimes they're they're denying it to the very end, but yeah, it's usually their family posting about how they're in the hospital. COVID related pneumonia. Sometimes they'll say they like, call. I got the Wuhan flu. Yeah, yeah COVID related pneumonia, and then a lot of times they'll have a uh, you know come to Jesus moment right there uh, at the end. Yeah, so here's. I did feel, yeah, and then and then they're dead, and that's them getting the Herman Cain Award. Um, now, I talked to a couple of nurses while I was up in um, uh, while I was up in Vegas, yeah, because uh, two of the three of the like eight people that we were with are, are nurses, and they were like, "Hell yeah, fuck those motherfuckers!" Yeah, they're, they deal with them all day, every day. They clog up the hospital system, right? And they, the nurses are like, I wish that we could send them to the back of the line, completely deprioritize them, which some hospitals have done in some places. Yeah. And just be like, this is your fucking fault. Yeah. So it is their fucking fault. And she's like, I'm not going to like turn my back on a dying person, but they're dying because of their stupidity yeah. and their blindness. And, you know, anyway, so that's, that's the Herman Cain award. Um, I, I feel much better about the Herman Cain award now that you are not allowed to share photos now that the Herman Cain like you the photos and names have to be completely removed oh I didn't know that it was ever anything else so no in in the in the long I, I in the long long ago of the Herman Cain award it was a fucking doxing free-for-all where it was just faces and links and and fucking profile names and all of it and then it was you got to get rid of the profile names and and now it's faces and names are completely doxed but like if the, the people who go in with fucking paint shop tools and just illustrate the face back on. Yeah, I, did, uh, I haven't even seen that. Oh but. man, it's uh, if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna nominate somebody that you're following on Facebook for a Herman Cain Award, at least take the time to honor their death by putting a funny picture where their face would have been. It just makes the whole post so much better. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, there, there's an an endorsement from from Plusin and Cussin for getting the shot <laughs> because uh it was no big deal um incidentally i think that it i mean th- another testament to kind of the efficacy of the the virus kind of dwindling down with this omicron variant is that i'm pretty sure Ainie got it at one point while we yeah. had she even though she tested negative when we tested positive and it burned through her in like 24 hours yeah like she had, she was chilly and had a fever, and then was was better. See, like been, in, in like maybe thirty six hours. Like, I've been playing too much uh, uh, the virus game on my phone. What's it called? Pandemic. Pan- no, not pandemic. It's like uh, oh, Plague Inc. Yeah, Plague Inc. Yeah. I've been I've been playing Plague Inc. again, uh, and Omicron's got me scared because I used to never be able to successfully finish a Plague Inc. But now the secret to Plague Inc. is you keep the symptoms mild. So that people are all like, ah, fuck it. Uh, and that's the only way to win Plague Inc. And that's what Omicron is. It's all like, I'm going to come back and get you. Is it Omicron or Omicron? It's Omicron. Okay. But Omicron is more fun, right? Mm. Um, I did say that I was glad that I got the COVID variant that has the most sci-fi name. Omicron. <clears throat> so, yeah, um, we just got back from Vegas. How'd it go? 
Uh, did you gamble at all? I gambled on the very last day. What'd you play? Blackjack. How long did you play? 20 minutes. I won $105. And then walked away? Walked away. Oh, man. You know what I would have done with that $105? Uh, walked away and then immediately lost it in a slot machine. No, see, I don't. I, I didn't find anything appealing about the slot machines at all. Not even the Britney Spears slot machine that is all, like, it's it's six feet tall. And then if you hit it right in the middle, it's just like, it's Britney, bitch. And then the fucking lights go off. And then, oops, I did it again plays during the, like, wild. But there's no strategy to slots. I mean, there there's, I'm sure there is one. There, there's, there's some like, strategy to slots. But really, that, that, it's... Everybody it's that we up. were with, they just kept going to the fucking slots. And I was like, I don't have any desire... To put money into this machine and fucking lose it, or even to sit here and not really know what the, I don't I don't understand most of the games. Like I've forgotten how to play poker. Yeah. Um, the only one I understand is blackjack, and I was a little intimidated to sit down at a table with some motherfuckers. They're gonna be all irritated with me because so, you don't like yeah yeah. So I sat there at a video uh, blackjack machine. Oh. And and like sat there and like did a little refresher remember how the game works yeah rem- like because i still don't remember like i don't remember like insurance and stuff like that don't tell me what it is because we yeah uh but uh yeah we me and ash sat there together and just hit it and i was like we should cash out at 80 bucks and she was like let's keep going and then we got up to like 140 and then it went back down to to like 80 yeah and then i was like when we get back over 100 let's cash out and go because we'd spent so much money yeah we'd spent so much money Vegas just, just sucks all the money you have dude, right out of your when pocket when we first got there we sat down at a because i was like oh, i think there's something about you can drink for free or something no no we sat down at the bar waiting for our friends to get to the we were at the mgm grand and um ordered two dirty martinis and he's like that'll be 42 dollars yeah and i was like did he just say 42 dollars <laughs> and he did yeah, yeah yeah he did they were good martinis yeah but great uh, fucking great it's las vegas is just a cruise ship that never leaves dude ten dollar slices of shitty pizza fremont mm-hmm. street sucks ass by the way fremont street is like bourbon street and dirty six had a baby and it has a psychedelic ceiling yep um it's cool that it's the old vegas or whatever but yeah the first night and i don't i don't do coke but I did coke there. <laughs> um, and th- we were drinking. We'd been drinking since like 1 o'clock. And then we continued to drink. And somebody gave me some blow. I did a couple of lines she of blow. She bought us drinks to drink. And then it, everything them. with that many people getting fucked up takes so long to accomplish. That by the time we got to Fremont Street, I was just on coke and all the alcohol had worn off yeah and there was nothing charming about it and i was just like i'm just on drugs and irritable (laughs) at like 11 p.m yeah and then ash shows up in a different fucking uber with different people and she's fucking wasted and she's like i don't want to be here and i was like cool let's go yeah and then we took a um uh, a lift back with a um with what initially seemed like the coolest lift driver that we'd ever had that knew all kinds of history about the city and then took a very right wing turn uh when he brought up Joe Rogan and then it just went all the way to the right oh no and uh, i was just like how much longer are we going to be in this car and then ash is running her mouth at him uh, he starts talking about like project veritas and uh you know 
the mainstream media and uh it was uh we got out of there pretty quick and i still gave him a good tip because he told us a lot of cool shit about vegas but yeah um and so the next day we that was a pretty standard like vegasy day run, we're in vegas run, do, it, do a little run around oh oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah we, we went to new york new york um, which was cool because we rode the roller coaster. Also, they have a big arcade there. Yeah. And I was like, I because I was saying, like, I wish that these games, I wish I could just gamble on, like, a fucking match of Donkey Kong or something. Yeah. Like, I wish that there, there were, like, fun video games. Like, why hasn't anybody really incorporated that into the betting system? Yeah. Because, I mean, they had an arcade, but, like, you don't really win anything except tickets that you can buy a fucking piece of Bazooka Joe with or something. Yeah. Um, but then we had, we had, like, a... Um, a little like air hockey tournament, and I'm fucking badass at air hockey. It turns out, yeah, I'm pretty good at air hockey. Too. That was a lot of fun. I challenge you. Oh, also, you owe me thirty bucks. I do. Yeah, because the Cowboys lost. Did we make a bet on that? You bet me that the Cowboys would win the Super Bowl. Mm, thirty bucks. I have it in my pocket right now. Okay. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. Right, I, well. I had it earlier. Um, I'll get it later. It's cool. I was. I was. I would have been more than happy to pay you that that thirty dollars if the Cowboys won. I was kind of rooting for him, but anyways, um, yeah. And then we went on a crazy roller coaster where you had to pay like twenty bucks, right? And it was really funny because Ash thought that it was a virtual roller coaster <laughs> at first, and then it like goes out and it's like, oh, this is a realized roller coaster going around this entire casino. <laughs> um, How was it? It was amazing. Cool. It also made me. Realize that roller coasters kind of beat your ass up. Yeah. It was like the Texas Giant always felt like someone had just like, you were a baby and somebody had shaken you. Yeah. 89. Oh, your boy's in the 200 Club now. Hey. First time in my life. How's that feel? Fine. I'll lose it again. Whatever. I get to the 200 Club every now and then, but I'm coming at her from the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll meet you on the other side. <laughs> Y'all go on ahead now. I'll catch up with you. <laughs> Or maybe I don't know. I might I might be hanging just below, but I, I haven't weighed myself in a while, and this has gotten formidable. <laughs> That's so. What, hey, hey, good beer and being old make it happen. Sure, it's fine. Yeah. Um, but so we took the acid and went to Beetle Cirque du Soleil at the Mirage. So there was a walk on the strip coming up on acid mm-hmm. from the MGM Grand to the Mirage, and that was great. That was fine. Everything was cool. Yeah. Um, cause it was very, very mild. Um, and then we start to, starts to come on like real strong as we're like kind of funneling our way through. Um, and everybody's like getting the exact right amount of drugs in their system to yeah. go see Beetle Cirque du Soleil. And then me and Ash have our own seats separate from everybody else. And then we saw like the most amazing show that I've ever seen. Like, uh, just head full of acid watching, like hearing it's like the Beatles are playing right in your fucking ears. Cool. And all the most amazing sexy athletes are spinning around and dancing and on trapezes and yeah. doing like really artful um interpretation of the songs like with these like scenarios going on and um it was gorgeous and amazing and psychedelic and um <clears throat> sounds like a wonderful experience. Yeah, it was a wonderful experience. Um, For now. And then and then the PP needed to come real bad for both me and ash and so we went to the bathroom together and um then it's always i it's always a rude awakening going from like this magical safe space of entertainment to like bright neon lights and security guards and shit and like being completely removed from that 
thing that had enveloped you? Well, it's also a, a, a rude awakening to realize how how obscure simple directions are to follow <laughs> when the usher tells you where the bathroom is. It's just like, it's just right there. And yeah, right. And you just go right there. And then like, we like are walking and then there's like a stairwell and then we're like looking up the stairwell and it's like going up to the third and balconies or whatever. And they're like, and they're like, no, no, past that or whatever. And then I get to another doorwell and Ash is like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm trying to find the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> so then, um, I'm 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 more of a like feels and moods kind of uh, psychedelic imbiber, but yeah. I got into the bathroom and looked down as I was pissing, and the urinal cake has like just tentacles that are going back and forth, like it's it's like a fucking starfish yeah. just spinning around, and um, so I piss and I get back out there, and then it's like ten minutes later, Nashville isn't out of the bathroom. And I was like, uh, then they're doing fucking, you know, a day in the life with this, yeah. like par- this, it's like a car and then the car like explodes and each piece of the car is like a person. And then it like comes back together. And, um, and then Ash is just like not coming out of the bathroom. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, I guess I, I mean, the show's got to be over soon. So I'll go sit in my seat and, um, wait for like one of her friends to, and then like send them in after her, even though all of them are just as fucked up as all as, yeah. as us, uh, except for one. There was one girl that was sober the entire time. Yeah. Um, and then she comes out with this story about how she had encountered this woman who um, who was like fifty and was like uh, saying that she was like an energy healer and that she was like siphoning her goddess energy and that she was Mother Earth and stuff and. She's like, uh, and the lady was like, uh, yeah, I'm from Portland. And Ash was like, oh, that makes sense or whatever. And, and, uh, and it was funny cause she was like out there like telling all of our friends and everybody's laughing at the lady. I'm like, you just talk to yourself 15 years from now. <laughs> yeah. That's you. That's just you. <laughs> um, but so we all meet up after that and it's like, oh, this is crazy. Cause we're on the fucking strip and. I think I'm holding it together or whatever, but it, head full of acid now, and yeah. it's all fucking activated from the Beatles show, which was goddamn. I mean, I swear to God, like so incredible. Yeah. But if you're ever in Vegas, you have to go see that show. Um, all, all of you, um, totally worth it. And then we go to the Bellagio, and the Bellagio was an amazing thing to see on acid. The fucking the fountains going off and the water jets looked like ladies legs kicking to the song hey big spender yeah um which incidentally uh <laughs> tying into the theme of today had uh, a cover done for it a year later after it came out of that musical by none other than peggy lee hey uh, tying it up but then after that it was like it got into the whole thing that annoyed me the entire time of the trip which was it's a bunch of people trying to coordinate and then hurry up and wait yeah, for everybody else. And, uh, and then somebody decided to walk us into the cosmopolitan and like, we went up this fucking glass elevator and I was like, this is bad. This is real bad. And it's just like chandeliers. And it's just like, the, I, you, you think they're all casinos, but they all have a different feel to them. Yeah. And this one was like the inside of a fucking crystal champagne glass. Yeah. And then we get up to the top and it's like, oh, it's a fucking Alice in Wonderland bar. And it's like, I don't want to fucking be here. And luckily, Ash and I were synced up enough where she was like, I want to get the fuck out of here. And I was like, yeah, me too. And, uh, and I was like, I just want to eat something, you know. And so while it was another fucking hurry up and wait scenario, I just walked off and found... Um, uh, place it was selling food it was like uh what's that fucking place you order your chili stuff from 
Momofuku. Uh, Momofuku. Momofuku yeah. had like a branch that was like one of the spin-off restaurants that they have in Vegas. Yeah. Where they had like this like fucking pork wrap. It's like spicy pork wrap or whatever. Yeah. And I got that. And then Ash comes up behind me. She's like, what the fuck? Like you just fucking ditched me. Or I was like, I was going for like 45 seconds. And then it's like, okay, well, let's, let's go back to the hotel. I'm like, I'm all about that. Let's go back to the fucking hotel. Yeah. We're walking on the strip and it's like, yeah, I mean, it's just that way. You can see everything. That's the thing about Vegas, like getting yeah. lost there. You just walk in a direction because you can see all of the fucking gigantic yeah. behemoth landmarks. And then I am starting to focus on my David Chang Momofuku spicy wrap. And I guess I get us going in a little bit of the wrong way to where we're like kind of going into some like parking lots and alleys and shit. And that's when she gets pissed off at me and is like you don't pay fucking attention like i need you to pay attention right now and i was like fair enough like i'm eating and you're not and but all i could think about god damn this fucking spicy pork is so goddamn delicious and we're just walking in vegas on fucking hella acid and uh we finally get back on the strip and then that's when it got like hellish like it became very like sinister and like walking through like just you know, and I don't really have morals or anything, but just like this fucking den of sin. Yeah. Like fucking crackheads, like being like, hey, save save me by giving me money for a smile so I don't spend it on crack cocaine. And yeah. like like carnival barkers yelling at you fucking, these like whores on the side. They're not whores. They're fucking dancing girls that are trying to get you to take a picture with them. But they yeah. start like smacking girls on the ass. Like, oh, you've been naughty wearing fucking police and uh, police caps and shit. And, yeah. and Ash is just like, in this like fucking like hell bent like yo you better not fucking smack my ass and then like as we get into the MGM we look down and her fucking foot is just covered in blood and I look she's like my foot is bleeding and I'm like oh my god well like and she's like don't stop don't stop and we like get into the elevator and there's this guy that's just fucking laughing and we get up to the room and then it was just like everything just kind of like melted away and like every we took some deep breaths and everybody took a piss and and then we ended up uh coming down watching Grease which I had never seen. And it was weirdly grounding. Like, she uh, loves it. And it was her birthday. And so she was like, we're going to watch fucking Grease. I don't care if they're commercials. Yeah. And uh, and I was just like, you know, the, I, I did a lot of, like, Grease research. Kind of like I would be, like, if I was doing it... An episode of this or something yeah. like real, look, looking up the ages of fucking Stockard Channing and shit like that <laughs> while I'm like coming off of acid and like I was like all of these people are complete idiots but again weirdly the perfect thing to come down to yeah <laughs> um, so I saw Greece so uh, uh, Greece we're gonna be covering Greece today uh, I've been in Greece twice oh so. you've been in Greece twice. Been were in you Greece. sunny uh, no no I was uh the Mooning King of Rydell High. He's not even really in the movie. Uh, I don't remember his fucking name. Sure. I I, I had a solo. It was more of a duet. <clears throat> like the blonde one that's like looking up skirts? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Speaking of grease, let's grease the wheels of this podcast. What are we and what do we do? Uh, this is Disney's Plessin' and Cousin. I don't. I, do I have a? Do you have a fancy name? Well, the last time um, we didn't air the episode because we got too fucked up. So fucked up. Yeah. And yeah. this time we can recycle the old name. What was my name? I don't remember. I'm Timothy Q. Darling. What the fuck was my name? Was it any good? I think it was okay. 
I'm more reliable. There you go. <laughs> no. No. No, that's not it. When you got time to think of it, I can edit this. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, my name is Rosita Chiquita Banana Petita de Diffy. I think. Rosita Chiquita. Whoa, 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 Pidge. Yeah. Um, we are doing 1955's Lady and the Tramp for the second time mm, today. Mm-hmm. Um, we recorded this a month or so ago, some weeks ago, and felt like we did not do it justice. Um, we were just going to scrap the whole thing, not even worry about it. DV darling. That would have just been completely copying me because I'm Timothy Q. Darling. Yeah, but didn't I say my name first? I wouldn't have just gone with i wouldn't have just copied you maybe i said deefy dear maybe jim deefy jim deef it's all bad and old jim deefy was a hell of a man bought his wife a puppy and put it in a can she wrapped it like a hat box and she thought it was a hat and then it was a puppy and just like that lady lady in a trunk lady in a trunk uh so yeah that's, that's gonna bother the fuck out of me well it's recorded no, the, the I not being able to remember what. Oh yeah, you mean like we could go back and listen to it? Sure. Nah, no, 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 it's not no, worth no, it. No, 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 it's not, not worth, worth it. it. Let it go. Uh, what's the What's the name of the little Scottish dog? Jacques. Jacques. No, there's nothing there. Nope. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. What? All right. Well, this is Disney Plus and cussing. It's time to fucking yeah. talk about. Yeah, we're putting up a city ordinance. Uh, before before we talk about Lady and the Tramp, just while we're while we're back on the topic of Disney, we hadn't seen each other in a while, so I feel like we can ramble just a little bit while we've got each other in the in the bait cave, and we haven't seen each other in a long time. Again, it's also really important to uh, that we do talk about Encanto. Oh no, oh no! I, I liked it a lot. Fucking still love it. Yeah, we listen. My uh, Addie knows the words to every song, but like, there's you know multiple voices in certain songs and so she's doing the whole choose a part and make you sing the other part and so we don't talk about bruno's a lot of fun to fucking sing with addy dude yeah uh or at, like at my house we don't talk about brooklyn <laughs> we don't talk about brooklyn no 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 <laughs> i'll cut that part out I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't actually appreciate that joke but uh, yeah um, <laughs> that's gonna be the name of your documentary <laughs> uh but oh, uh, here's another thing you can cut out. Uh, so my mom, I held my mom hostage a few when uh, back when Encanto was still in the theaters. We we were like, hey, come hang out with us for a couple of days, and then we just never sent her back. But we flew her here, so she didn't really have any form of escape until she was like, I bought a mega bus ticket, take me to the fucking bus stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I sent them, I sent Addie and my mom to go see Encanto at the theaters, and they came back from the theater singing the songs and this is like months ago before we had the Encanto on the Disney Plus uh, and so Addie had just been making me listen to that soundtrack over and over it's and, a good soundtrack and, and it, I thought I, it was Lin-Manuel Miranda just because of how like kind of rappy it is yeah. like especially um, what's her name Marisol what's her name Maribel 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 yeah Maribel like, yeah like her yeah. first I, I loved all the songs I, I genuinely that's the best Disney movie I've seen in a very long Dude. time a hurricane of Hakarandas, fucking strangling pigs. Ash was emotionally, was emotionally wrecked by that movie. She was 
bawling. So again. one thing, one thing I've noticed uh, about this one is I have had there are three people in my life who didn't like it, and all of them, unknowing each other, all had the same reason why they didn't like it and their response was i just don't see any conflict it didn't click with me i don't i don't get it and i think the one thing that those three people have in common is their generational trauma is so deeply ingrained that they didn't even recognize that there was a problem i mean there's such a conflict she's the one without powers sure yeah yeah yeah. but the real i mean who's the villain in this movie Kind of the abuela, right? Well, I mean, she's she's not the villain, but she's antagonistic. Correct. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and you know, if you have a if you have a heel turn, um, I mean that that doesn't mean. I mean, fate is kind of. But it, can you think? It's of like an... it's like the doom, the the impending doom, and destiny are are kind of the villain. I mean, the villain is just kind of like what are what's the struggle? What's what are right. you what are you struggling against? You know, I'm realizing that there are fewer and fewer Disney villains. Because villains, yeah, I mean, villains are, are too simple. Um, right? Like, the Wait, well, who once, was, you, once you get a little bit more mature, like... Who was the last Disney villain? The, the voodoo guy from Princess and the Frog is the last Disney villain. What's his name? Well, there's Prince Hans from... Um, from Frozen. Is he a villain? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know if I don't I don't know if I'd necessarily say Frozen Two had a villain. Frozen Two had no villain. Frozen Two had no villain. Wally didn't have a villain. We were the villain. We were the villain. Um, but no villain to speak of. Uh, Brave. No, Brave. It's like oh, you bungled, you bungled the curse. You, you did this to yourself. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Tangled. I guess Mother Tangled Gothel certainly had a Mother Gothel is a villain. It's just, it's, that's she's a, a Disney villain. Yeah, she has my absolute favorite Disney villain M- song. Mother ever. knows best. Oh my Listen god! Listen to your mumsy. That's, that that's Donna good. Murphy. Oh my yeah. god! It's got so much personality to it. Yeah, that song is fucking. I don't good. even particularly like that movie. I love her performance in that. Ooh, Addie loves that movie. Um. Email us with uh, more Disney villains <laughs> going from now to the recent past. Yeah, and forgive me for not knowing the name of... Uh, hey, speaking of another movie that doesn't really have a villain. Lady and the Tramp? Lady and the Tramp. No, the cats are... Uh, Sarah... Aunt Sarah is a villain. Hey, Aunt Sarah comes around in the end and sends... Um, Sends I'm sorry. What does she send? Cookies? You like dog Boo- treats? Boo- yeah, dog treats. Yeah, go get the go get the basket. Aunt Sarah sent. Are the cats villains? Yes, but they're not active enough to to be a Disney villain. No, I mean the the dog catcher department is you know, but like they're a necessary. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like now yeah, as adults we're like this is a necessary utility. <laughs> uh, poor Morgan had to actually have a conversation because we. Uh, there was a stray dog running around uh, the neighborhood, and they were trying to get it close enough to like read the name on the collar, and they got close enough to see that it, it didn't have a name on the collar. Uh, it didn't have a collar at all. And so Addie was like, what do you do if they don't have a collar? And Morgan was like, well, you call the pound, and the pound will help them find their owner. 
Uh, and Eddie was like, whoa. Yeah. Like, immediately Morgan was a narc. Hold up, bitch. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, the pound is a I, bad it, place. Addie's comment is just a hold up. Yeah. <laughs> she she just with her mouth makes the noise of a record screeching yeah. to a stop. <laughs> uh, so no, the I, I you're right. We're doing this again. Well, we're doing this again. We're I, doing it again. Last episode wasn't great. I think the last episode wasn't great because neither one of us wanted to make an episode. I think we just wanted, we just needed a night to get real drunk. I guess. And the episode was not good, so we're doing it again. Yeah. We're doing it again, and I I don't think that we need to dwell too much on starting the episode with, like, here's the history of, of you know, fucking Lady and the Tramp. We can just discuss Lady and the Tramp, like, through the episode I've got some stuff I'd like to talk about, but when we the the one thing we do need to discuss before digging into the movie itself in terms of how did this get made, we got to talk about Joe Grant uh, and uh, where did this fucking story come from, right? Because we are finally getting to Disney properties where it's not starting every fucking feature film with a classic picture book being opened. To a a classic fairy tale that we all know and love. This is an original story. Yeah. So the story appeared in. Here, let's get the old noty notes out. <clears throat> well, first, before there was ever a story, it all started with Disney going to dinner at Joe Grant's house. Uh, Joe Grant, who was sort of the designer for the Hag in Snow White, and uh, more of a story man than anything, but he had. Uh, he's at dinner. Disney goes to dinner at, at Joe's house. They're great friends. They've been working together for years. And there's a little drawing up on the wall in the dining room of Joe Grant's dog, a little spaniel. And it's cute as shit. And Disney looks at this fucking cute-ass picture. You might have been Deefy Darling. I think, yeah, what were you? Well, when we when we get into part two where we're talking about the movie, I'll, I'll tell you about it. All right, you all right. come up with another one. All I'll, right. Yeah. Uh, so Disney, uh, he's sitting at he's sitting at dinner. He looks up at this picture. He's like, fucking, Joe, why don't you just storyboard that? That dog's cute as shit. That's a cute fucking dog. Uh, so it's literally this guy's dog. And they do. They they drop some storyboards. And uh, the idea is this cute spaniel has her. She's sort of a charmer. And she's got, you know, there are fucking, uh, what are they called? Suitors. Various dogs are suitors. And, uh... At the end of the day, it's just the whole conflict is, okay, There, we know there's a baby. They're in these really early storyboards. There's an evil Aunt Sarah. Uh, there's super Chinese cats. All of those things sort of exist, but there was, like, Disney hated everything that they were coming up with. And then, uh, not to sound too much like Disney's plussing and cussing, but then the war happened. Uh, blah, 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 yada, 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 the war. We all know it, season one. Um, and over that time, things like got forgotten and we know about the strike and we know that at some point there have always been people working on this project, but it sort of gets forgotten because Disney's all like this, this isn't working for me. I'm just not seeing any story here. Cute dog doesn't write, doesn't, doesn't just make it happen for me. And then Joe and 
Disney have a falling out and he leaves the studios. A um, few months go by and uh, Disney reads an article, a little a little short story in Cosmo magazine called. Uh, it's like Happy the Wonder Dog. It's, you know, it's, it's like not... it's like it's like. Grant the the inscrutable puppy or something. No. What's it called? Fucking. Um, hold on. Let me. Greg the the gentle the the giggly pup. It's something fucking. Hold on. It's oh. fucking film. Uh, Happy Dan the cynical dog. Happy Dan the cynical dog <laughs> by Ward Green. It was a 195 story in. Um, Cosmopolitan magazine. Yeah. Also, fuck Cosmopolitan Casino. So, <laughs> so fucking. Uh, did you ever have you ever fapped to an issue of Cosmopolitan back when you were a kid? Yeah. So <laughs> maybe it was Red Book. I that's I was I was about to say my least favorite my my least proud fapser. I fapped to Red Book repeatedly, and it was just like uh, I remember like at my grandma's house, like she had a Red Book, and it was like. Something about like, oh, I love it. It was like a male writer of the article. It was like, I love it when my wife tickles my scrotum with her fingernails. Yeah. And uh, that like, yeah. That, I mean, I don't think that I was uh, like cranking my hog at that point necessarily, but I, think I back, definitely got I think back got then aroused. what I was doing was, I'm going to put my, I'm going to put the mic on my shoulder so I can show you. Back then what I was doing before I knew how to crank my hog, back when I was fapping a red book, I would like pull my dick through the bottom of my boxer shorts and then just like rub it back and forth like I was trying to start a fire. <laughs> really? Yeah, like dude. like you twisted it. Yeah, 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 cuz like I uh I found that shit way too early and forgot it was a thing and then one day I went to bed naked and like at my uh grandma's house like I guess the sheets had just been washed or something and I I pulled the sheets up over my naked body for the first time and I was just like Oh yeah, you get that friction. Hello, friction. Yeah. And so all I knew was What's this? What's this? Yeah. And so like the I I was just like like, like trying to fucking start a fucking forest fire uh and it worked. Yeah, cuz when so, you discover it by accident, you're so trying to you simulate think that's what works, yeah. right? And so for I also thought I discovered it too. Yeah, so for yeah, no, I went back when I I called it the tickle pickle and I taught other kids, turns out that's a big deal. You can't teach other kids how to fap. Mhm. That's a bad thing to do when you're a kid. Everybody teaches other kids how to fap. And that's how we all learned. That's how we... I taught one kid, and then he wanted to do it together all the time. Uh, and I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, no, Red Book. So, yeah, Red Book. Oh, um, so Cosmopolitan. All right, so Disney Disney reads the... Uh, what, what was the name of it? Happy Dan the Cynical Dog. Happy Dan the Cynical Dog. And Happy Dan the Cynical Dog is like definitely the tramp, right? I'm, He's like... I'm Happy oh, all the, things that... the Cynical Human, and welcome to Disney's Plusin' and Cussin'. Ah, we're still not there. Anyway. Well, what's uh, going to happen is we're going to get into uh, uh, the second part when yeah. we start talking about the movie. And I want to actually cut this off and start recording again because it makes my life so easier. much easier. Yeah. You got it. Uh, but uh, I was I was happy Tim the Cynical Mouse. Ah, uh, there it is. There it is. And you were Deefy Darling. Deefy Darling. Still phoned it. That was still phoned it in. Happy Tim the Cynical Mouse. It's very good. Yeah. It's a very good name. We'll try we'll try that all over again in the new episode. Mm -hmm. But Happy Dan the Cynical Dog sparks something in Disney. He loves this fucking story. And what was the name of that author one more time? Ward Green. Ward Green. All right. So that's important because you remember how I told you about how old Joe and Disney got in a fight and they sort of gave up on this project and Joe fucking took off? Mm -hmm. 
Uh, so Disney is all like, hey, let's see those fucking, let's see those those Springer Spaniel fucking storyboards again. All right. Boys. After Joe Grant has left. After Joe Grant has left. I mean, it's, it's in his contract. Every, anything that he anything right, that right, he right, made right. under and yeah. and Joe like Joe fucking. All things said, from what I can tell, it feels like Joe missed his friend, and Joe's wife was really mad at Disney more than anything. But that's just me inferring. Like that, that's just what my gut tells me from listening to his daughter speak about the whole thing. Anyway, so Joe's gone. Joe's left the fucking studios. He was the idea guy, the the ideas guy for a lot of these great projects. They were great friends, but he's fucking gone. And this was his fucking dog. Never forget that when we're talking about this movie. This was his dog. But Disney reads this Happy Dan book, and uh, I have a feeling that dog is long dead. Oh, probably. He tells his buddies, hey, what this fucking lame dog story needs is a Happy Dan the Cynical Dog. You put ha- Let's put him in here. And so they start making new storyboards, including a character very similar to Happy Dan. Uh, but this is Disney's... This is, a, this is kind of new territory for Disney, making a wholly original story as a feature film, not using a classic, you know... Well, they've definitely done some, though. Something we we all know enough. Well, there's the Fantasia and Dumbo, but this is like those are again. This is sort of still new territory for them. Their their biggest hits so far have been. They're cherry picking uh, the. They're cherry picking the the and Peter Pan, and then Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland, yeah. Then they fucking start telling this story about Disney buying his wife a puppy in a hat box, right? And then uh, we also have Disney going, you know what? People need a book to read. And he calls Happy Dan's dad, Ward Green, and says, write me a novelization. And so as they're making Lady and the Tramp, Ward Green is also writing Lady and the Tramp as a novel. So that there is a book to go along with it. And so now it's Ward Green's fucking story. At no point is Joe Grant mentioned in the credits. Or it's his fucking dog. Really, like, this was his idea, but he's he's never there. And so this was one of those Disney, what you what you make is mine. And I really appreciate that. Yeah, you make it under under this roof. I mean uh, that that's nothing new as far as as if it happens uh, as far as capitalist mouse, corporate culture goes even as far as like intellectual yeah. properties yeah it seems crooked but it's so normalized it's just the way it goes yeah that's show business baby and I think the thing is is Joe Grant kind of I think he got it he was mad for sure because Lady and the Tramp did pretty fucking well finally I mean okay we're making so movies that do how that. much of this was like solely Joe Grant's creation. Versus, like, oh, who gives a shit that it's his fucking dog? In the same, in the same way that those two you were in the room when he thought about it, like, you know, like it, those two dudes who made the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, uh, got, that was a cool fucking doc. They got EP credits on the movie, right? Because they're their characters. Anytime you see fucking any any time you see Batman on screen, or in a comic book. Or on a cartoon, anytime you always see created by Bob Crane, right? Like always. Mm-hmm. But so the character of Lady, this is this is this isn't really much different than the time somebody stole Oswald the Rabbit from Disney. 
but that's show business, baby. And mm-hmm. so that's like, there's that piece of it where it's like Disney, man, you fucking, you felt that sting. You started your own fucking studio because of that sting. And you're going to go on and be the one who does it more than anyone ever kind of thing. Anyway. Uh, so it's important to know that Joe Grant was there and now Joe Grant is starting to get recognition for the, at least the creation of the character. Cause at the end of what the do you day, mean, like now, now, it, like 2022. Yeah. Or? yeah. And he, so once his wife died, he went back to Disney. He started working for Disney and came back and did fucking, uh, he was a really big part of the lion King and Pocahontas, you know, in Pocahontas when like in the colors of the wind, the leaves are blowing around her, her whole oh, body. Joe Grant. That's Joe Grant. No shit. Yeah. No shit. So he came back, um, but he didn't come back until his wife was dead. Uh, but anyway, uh, so Joe Grant imp- sounds like good riddance to the old battle axe. Important, important guy to know. Um, at this point, you know, ship of thesis. Who, after Disney builds builds all the pieces, how much of it is really still Joe Grant's? But it, it's important you know his name. So, um, this is the night. It's a wonderful night. What do you mean? This is the night. We got to take it a break. And we call it plusing and cursing. Uh, when we return from our break, we will begin part two, the viewing of the movie and commentary, a- a.k.a. also known as The Nutty Professor with Dogs featuring Bill Thompson. <laughs> 